Welcome, 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 viewers, podcast listeners. This is very, uh, very ASMR that I've got on, going on now. It's really, really close and intimate to the mic. Um, <laughs> yeah, Lee's giving me the uh, giving me the go ahead to to extend this intro, so it's it'll be a, a sultry, sexy intro. Uh, you're here. It's Fret Talk versus Pedalboards of Doom live. Uh, you're here with your host. It's me, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. Say hi, me. Hello. You're here with Lee. Had a bit of do. Say hi, Lee. Hi, everyone. Woo! Look, I found my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. We're also here with a special guest today. Uh, it's Mr. John Tron Davidson of the Heavy Repping uh, channel, Instagram. Just the Plectroverse. Hello. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Good, e- Good evening, everyone. Yes, the Plectroverse. I love you. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Get buckled in. You are you are about to about to know what the Plectroverse is all about. Oh. So before we before we do the podcast um formal, uh let's uh let's just Ask how we all are, because, I mean, it's it's some trying times at the moment, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I should say so. You, uh, you go first, mate, because I'm just uh, loading up all the comments so we can reply to people. That's typical. Typical, Lee. <laughs> oh, we've got, uh, we've got uh, Bimson. Bimson's watching. We've got, uh... <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Um, generally, generally... Generally all right. Um, I mean, it's it's a little bit boring seeing the same four walls again and again, but you know, could be worse. I'm loving it. I've <laughs> got to be honest. I am. I'm about the only person I know who's who's actually enjoying it. But I, I am. Um, <laughs> I, I just I, I spend so much time away from my family, so much time on the road, and um, this chance to be with my family, get work done. Um, play guitar. I managed to finish my board this week. Um, make music. Oh, it's just it's heaven. I mean, you need to tell me some of your secrets because I have played the least <laughs> amount of guitar. I have I have played in probably a good two years in this in this time. Um, really? Yeah. And we're not in dissimilar situations. In fact, you've got more children than I do. Um, and I'm I'm finding the whole uh well yeah being an all encompassing um parent teacher um all of this homeschool education lark I'm I'm finding that I just get I get no bloody time to myself. <laughs> if you wonder what I'm doing, people have uh, looked at uh, our friend John Cusack of Cusack Music over in the States. Uh, I've got a funny feeling he's the man who invented the tap tempo as well um he uh said fight because it's fret talk versus pedalboards of doom so come on in oh it's okay okay come okay other <laughs> <laughs> uh, way you fool oh, <laughs> <laughs> Stop um, it. <laughs> this is this is incredibly good for the uh the podcast listeners later on these visual yeah. gags are <laughs> Exquisite. 
<laughs> if, if you went to see, so imagine um, if clats didn't have claws and they were fighting without claws. <laughs> yeah, it, it only gets funnier when you describe it. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Okay. Um, so. So you've not been playing. Okay, so one of the things I've been doing, um, I was, I've been putting my kids to bed a lot more because I'm often out when they go to bed. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's three um, o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, it's bedtime, kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I've been like learning songs to play for my daughter. Um, so I, I, I mentioned last time I, I did Somewhere Over the Rainbow and learned like, the jazzy clapton version. Okay, uh, and that yeah. was pretty cool. So, yeah, I'm just, like, learning songs for her. I did over Christmas as well. I learned how to play Jingle Bells Rock for her because she really fell in love with the song. So, you know, just little things like that, mixing it all in. Yeah. Um, my son is... Um, he is to my guitar playing as cats are to objects on the side. Um, <laughs> so, uh, he likes to think that he's getting involved, but... It, it does not work out too well. Um, so I, I tend to, I tend to leave the guitar playing until, until I am actually alone. Otherwise, yeah, it's where we'll just kind of slap at the strings. What about uh, you, John? Have, have you had, uh, have you played much? Yeah, I've been, uh, it's been really good actually, because in high contrast, but I yeah, um, rub it in. Go on. Well, I uh, I work at Manson's down here, right? So yeah. I've been I've been off work for a while because we've just been operating like a mail order service for the most part, mm-hmm. and uh, I've actually had a chance to rather than squeezing in heavy repping around work, and I do a radio a weekly radio show as well uh, on a radio station down here called Phonic FM. So rather than trying to squeeze everything around that, I've actually found the time to play. And uh, I've gone back to doing, I used to do loads and loads of looping stuff. So I finally settled on a settled on a board and got my looper out and actually done some things. I'm still learning. To, uh, I switched over to playing uh, Dadgad as my main tuning. All right. Oh, nice. Okay. And um, I'm still, it's amazing you just change three strings down a tone and suddenly you don't know where anything is. So it's <laughs> yeah. uh, relearning. It's like the first time somebody hands you a seven. Mm. Oh, and you have that, all you have is that one extra string. You're like, yeah. you know, yeah. wandering about. In the uh, yeah, I need an adult. It, it, is, it does uh, pretty well. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the player Martin Simpson? Uh, the name rings a bell, yeah. He's an acoustic player, but he's... Um, he plays in loads and loads of different tunings, and what he does is on the fly, he'll change the tunings going through. Um, yeah, years, I think, yeah. Years ago, about fifteen, yeah, about fifteen years ago, I sort of went to a masterclass watching him play, uh, and it was just absolutely mind blowing. Just watching him, and he was talking us through what he was doing. He was like, "And if you go up a tone here, then you've got whatever you got, you know." But it was really <laughs> bloody good. Uh, it's just. It's really interesting. There's guys like I mean, John Gomes a big lad for that. Anyway, with um, he used to, he has on I think on the loud and he was using um, when I saw him years ago. He was playing with uh, I think two of his strings have banjo tuners rather than normal kidney beans, so he can have your <laughs> sort of thing going on yeah. as part of his riffs. 
Um, yes. Yeah, changing tunings during a tune, man, that's pretty brave. That's like swapping your snare out partway through the chorus or something. <laughs> that, that was the thing that really appealed to me about the robot guitars. I think it was the Fender one that first came out, and then the mm. Gibson, the blue Gibson one came out. But I loved that, like, you could just, like, click your, your, um, control on the guitar and it would change and one yeah. thing I really wanted to do was do that whilst playing with a bit of delay on but I never ended up getting <laughs> <laughs> trombone there so um, as long as you didn't as long as you didn't touch your tuners then they were all broken and yeah the old um, the old Variax uh, guitars I, I always, always going on about the Variax and and Stuart Tate is is um he's notorious for um poo pooing them. Um but yeah and everything else whilst he's at it. Yeah, I mean he's he's become <laughs> like the old the old um like self isolation thing has has been doing a number on, on Stuart. He's becoming a really grumpy old man. Which he's not liking it at all, is he bless him? It's hilarious to watch. It's like it's like yeah. seeing seeing him like Slowly morph into Abe Simpson. It's it's brilliant, um, but it, the the old Variaxes, like the new one, has got a tuning knob, so you could you literally like yeah. you you're in whatever, like you're in Les Paul mode, and then you just like spin it round, and oh, I'm suddenly in Dadgad. Um, yeah. The old ones, the tuning used to be uh, set to the preset, and on on the old demo videos, uh, there was a chap like who was. Uh, like it did, like these little YouTubey things to kind of explain the Variax and and kind of demystify it a little bit. Um, and he showed where he was just doing like this open string, like uh, like tapped, like left hands tapped thing. Uh, and then he'd flicked between like the five positions on it, and it changed tunings. So it was oh. it would be doing like arpeggios. So it's oh, that's pretty hard. So so he was he was playing the same thing and then just yeah. by switching the pickup it was um yeah. it was changing, it was changing what the he was tune playing. yeah changing the tuning of that's that bloody string. lazy it is it is for that <laughs> that's <laughs> major ingenuity how lazy is that. <laughs> Can you imagine you found Halen and then he's going <laughs> yeah just playing the same <laughs> thing he's like, come on man. yeah because we we had one of the remember the old remember the old one. I, like I had the, one of the old ones, yeah. The, the 300, not, the 500, and the, the 7. The one with no showable no, pickups, the, visible pickups. Well, yeah, it just had hex pickups in the bridge. <coughs> and yeah. um, we we had one in second hand. Oh, it's got to be a couple of months ago now. And this lad came in and he said, um, he's, he, he's a player, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he could play and whatever. But he said his big thing is he plays in a covers band He's always having to switch guitars. He's always having to switch amps and, yeah. and blah blah. And he said, "If I if I take this out, principally it's the tuning thing, but also being able to swap between your yeah. T style and then like a reso or whatever." And actually, the Sims, if you're, in a, I know the rules are different when you're doing covers, but like to not have to think about that and yeah. not have to take up extra space in the car and you know all the rest of it. And that's yeah. I think when you look at pedal boards, I think half the people who have pedal boards is for the same reason, and then the other half is for uh, experimental um, and creating <laughs> yeah. new bands. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's either like for functionality or or there's the the vanity kind of aspect as well. Uh, like <laughs> yeah. the, exploration rather than yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Um, my my problem with with the uh, with the variax and with um, like contained pedal board units is the fact that it kind of deletes that uh, that excuse that you get where you're saying to the missus, "Oh yes, I definitely need this other guitar. It sounds completely different." <laughs> <laughs> that's not yeah. an excuse. Yeah. That's true. I want to give a shout out to uh, Doug um, Chris. Who yep. I'm hoping I'm saying it right this time. Yep. And I've just noticed he's got one of my favorite pictures, which is um, Spock from Star Trek holding a, I think it was a Les Paul. I can't see it, but I could just see his tiny little picture. But I love that picture. But listeners will know I'm a big Trekkie. So uh, that's, um, Mass- yeah, that's made me happy. Massive nerd? Peace <laughs> uh, and long. I can't see. I'm looking for it, but I can't see. Oh, it's on. It's on. Uh, it's on the Pedal to Doom page, as opposed to the uh, group. I've, I've got it running. I've got it running on both of them and Fret Talk and my own personal page and Pedal to Doom YouTube channel. And then I which want... you should all subscribe to. Woo! Uh, Everyone subscribe to it. What are we subscribing to now? Sorry, what? Everything. Okay, brilliant. Yes. Just subscribe to everything on YouTube. Save yourself a thing. That's it, and then you won't miss out on anything, or you'll miss out on everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh man, I just need so, to make sure our levels are all good. I hope if uh, if our levels are, are out at all, someone gives a heads up if we're all good. Gives a thumbs up on that. Um, okay, so I did earlier on. Uh, you're asking what we've been up to. Is that all you've been up to, Dan? You've uh, just been <laughs> staring at walls all? and not playing guitar. Is that all you've been up to? You hey, lazy git. Oh, hi, Terry. How you doing, man? <laughs> he's, got, he's got a way <laughs> yeah. with words, Ali. <laughs> yeah, not very good for it. Uh, yeah, have you been up to anything else? Who, who's this aimed at, Lee? Is it, is it, is it me? Is it, is it John? You, mate, you. Oh, me, me. I've not even been through what I've been up to. Yeah, oh, okay. so, I mean... Shows how much attention you've been paying. You said I've been sitting here staring at four walls and not playing guitar. Mm, okay, maybe I've not been paying attention. Oh dear. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I've I've managed to uh, to squeeze out the the weekly no talk all tone, which I oh, I did like a little a little poll on my Instagram, <clears throat> and the outright winner was a pedal that I made. <laughs> Uh, oddly enough, it was um, a Naga Viper clone, uh, and it had a picture of a chili on the front. And because it looked kind of cool, people were like, "Yes, do that one." Well done, mate. Uh, well done. So <laughs> I plugged it in. <laughs> I plugged it in, and then I was getting no sound. So I was like, "Oh, I'll check the cables, go through all of this." After about <laughs> half hours worth of troubleshooting, the time it would have taken me to record this video. Um, I realised actually pedals fucked it, isn't it? So yeah, uh, I need to open that up again and see what's uh, what's going on with that. It works. I retract my well done, mate. <laughs> it, it, it worked last time I tried it. Honestly, um, <laughs> and I'm putting a putting a like a disclaimer and a, uh, an apology out to anyone I've sold pedals to out uh, before. If that is the case, shit, my bad. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so I plugged that in. Thought, okay, uh, that's that's not ideal. So I was rooting around this week. Um, I was rooting around in my 
uh, guitar gig bags because I was trying to find the um, Planet Wave string winder and cutter. Because in the last podcast we mentioned, I'd, I'd changed the nut on this guitar. Um, I didn't find that. However, I found this <laughs> this crazy little um, Rowan buzz in one of my gig bags. And I thought, okay, I remember this sounding really bad. That will be ideal for a no-till call tone. Plug this in. This didn't work either. <laughs> <laughs> I see a theme. All that build up. <laughs> yep. So, like, the the um, the chili boost, I, I wiggled around and got kind of crackling. That thing just completely unresponsive. Um, so, uh, I went I went to go. Uh, for a pedal that I knew worked, which was the uh, the Ho Tone Hot One, uh, Hot Tone, I think they call them actually, uh, but it's hot. yeah, but it's H O T O N E, so it's Ho Tone. Uh, <laughs> um, the the their blues pedal, which is uh, essentially it's like a two two version live pedal. Um, the first version is your, like your standard BD two, um, which controversially i i weren't a fan of the original um <laughs> i know i know um reason being is it, like the the design is really old there's noise on the gain uh and for the amount of gain that it's kicking out i thought this is unacceptable by today's standards uh the hotone version has all the gain but none of the noise so win win but it's also it's got a mod switch, um, which um, it's a tiny little push button rather than like a like a toggle switch, um, which is slightly problematic because the pedal's so small in and of itself. It's you're not entirely sure if you've pressed the button in or not. Um, right. But when I managed to like, because you see on the video where I just like I'm jabbing at it a couple of times. Um, <laughs> I thought I'd keep you that made in. A video, <laughs> right, fair enough. Um, but the it, the the mod mode on it is um, it's apparently based on the Keeley mods for the BD too. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. So a bit more, a uh, bit more bass, um, a bit more gain as well. Okay. And oh. yeah, so considering okay. like they're they're pretty cheap pedals. Um, I was really impressed with it, um, and it's the smallest pedal you will ever try. I don't think that's it's even smaller true. than those old diatone things, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's about so from top to bottom because it's got it's one of the controls is like a knob that sits on the top of it, uh, and from the top of the top of the knob, <laughs> this is, we're getting into dicey territory. On the top of the knob, uh, like right from the uh, the bell. Uh, down to the bottom. <laughs> uh, right to the bottom of it. It's about two thirds the size of a of a moor pedal. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought you were talking yeah, about the one you flashed up a second ago. Of course not. Yeah. However, the issue comes. I mean, the same kind of thing that you get with the the fifteen ninety eight pedals, which is you're not really saving any space because the the jack inputs are on the side, so. Y- you you're losing the space there, but the um, the DC jack is right by where the um, 
the output jack is as well. So all the space yeah. that you would be saving, you're losing. <clears throat> you're losing through like the the placement. I really think like this, the standard MXR size pedals with top mounted jacks is is the way that everyone should do it because you save the most room that way, and you still mm. have knobs that you can really get hold of rather than those tiny little things that you get on um uh what should we call it yeah. on the mower pedals and that sort of thing. Oh, yeah like these these little mini toggle things yeah 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 those are kind of almost set and forget ones rather than having like sort of mini mxr jobs yeah see that i love that pedal right but if i switch those switches in like that and like that yeah that's a bugger to switch them back yeah. <laughs> it's a great pedal but you have to like get your pick down in there i can just about do it if i get a nail in but i have to hold the pedal funny so um i mean yeah. i've been thinking about the functionality of a, of a of a pedal if we made this is just a like a standard mxr ish it's like a 1590b style case yep. if, if we made these deeper you should be able to get front like Literally, lot front face mounting jacks. Why would you want that? And then get rid of your switch because everyone uses switches these days. So get rid of that. Got plenty of space for your knobs. Then you're losing no space. You can literally like smack them right up against each other. There yeah. are people who talk about um, making pedals for um, people who just have switches, but I think you would lose something in the resale. So if, if you've decided you want to sell that pedal on later, your your audience then is diminished. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, uh, it's like that um it's like that black arts tone works both. That's got no controls at all. It's just the um it's the ritual fuzz, but flat out yeah, really maxed like it. Not. I mean that is that's the best control. It's, it's the best controls for the fuzz though, isn't it? I mean Who's getting a fuzz and then going, oh, oh yeah, I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll put a little bit of gain on. Oh, you don't. You whack the whole <laughs> thing entirely up. That's it. That's how you do it. You, you full on, full on, um, full on gain. And maybe you can turn the volume down just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe. Maybe, maybe just a little bit. That's it. If you're feeling particularly yellow. <laughs> yeah. Um, we we did have some questions today uh, because I put up a post saying I dare you to join us on the podcast today and ask some questions and people thought that meant ask some questions here and we'll answer them on the podcast. Fair enough. So <laughs> um, I mean that that comes down to the instructions there, doesn't it? Really, you live that, and that you learn. Pretty straightforward, <laughs> but yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, so we've got some of them to get through in a bit. Uh, I've got some things to tell you maybe later what we've been up to, but I'm very interested to hear about John's uh, Plectiverse. Or what, how do you say it? Plectroverse. Plectiverse. Plectiverse. That is yeah, a man who is not well versed in the Plectroverse, is it? I'm not, I'm That's not all right. I'm not That's it. So, so there you go, sorry. I missed. Oh, ask away. No, no, go go ahead. Um, I, so, I know nothing, so I wouldn't know where to start. Yeah, give it gives a little bit okay. of an introduction to uh to heavy repping for those who don't uh who don't know what it's all about uh such as Lee um yeah yeah just uh give us a give us a bit of a bit of a breakdown as to what the Plex Reverse is all about. Well, the whole idea behind it is that uh, heavy repping started up uh would have been October twenty eighteen, 
And the whole thing was that there was nobody... I started looking at picks like Dragon Hearts and, and all that sort of stuff. And I started doing little mini reviews of them on Instagram. Yeah. And I was getting a bit of feedback about it. And I had a couple of people saying, you know, oh, you're, you're reviewing picks. That's really cool. And I thought, well, surely, surely to goodness, there must be somebody else doing that somewhere else. And apart from your man, oh, I can't remember his name, the other the other lad that talks about picks online. Yeah, the, second, the, the second best. Second yeah, best player. But he talks about, he's coming at it from a different angle. So he talks about uh, a lot more of science and oscilloscopes. And this is what happens to your string when you hit it with a nylon pick and it's this thing. This um, but my thing was finding, I wanted to find as many different makers as I could because there's so many. It's a bit like the it's a bit like the pedal community in yeah. truth. Because there a lot of people are deriving things from the same designs, they're deriving it from your the stuff that everybody knows, Jazz 3, Jazz 3 XL, the 351 which is the <laughs> traditional Dunlop teardrop and everything. Okay, and yeah. uh, heavy repping covers as much as I can get my hands on. Uh, of everything. So I do everything from the proper off the peg, uh, stuff like your Jazz XLs and... <laughs> Here's one I made earlier. So uh, this is a this is a pick ninja. That, a that's thing. pretty awesome, but, yeah. Um, pretty cool. Check this out. Uh, it out. That is lovely. Walnut. What did you call me? Um, Walnut. That... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, one of my friends who runs a guitar shop uh, said, "Yeah, Lee, try this," and uh, and he never came back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I the door, shouting "sucker!" Little jazz freeze. So, um, yeah, or or the 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 C three versions of them, which are the old text ones. Old text ones, yeah. Yeah, those or the big stubbies. That's that's uh, a quality. No, no, these are the these are the one mil ones. I don't like the big stubby blue ones. So they're not very nice. This is a bit bit stubby. This is a bit a bit thick. Yeah, a bit thick. yeah and because I've really... got I've got all all my really massive stuff is in my uh, in my box over there. But the whole point was to find there's hear. hundreds and hundreds of guys out there <laughs> making all sorts of stuff, and I get everything from. I know this will be a bit wasted on the podcast, but. You can see that there. That's Achille Nonus. They're made in the UK by a guy who makes McAfee guitars. Nice. So okay. it's like it's brass in the centre. Sixpence or something embedded into a plastic pick, is it? It's a brass plate. Oh, okay. Embe- embedded into a pick that is made of casein, which is a dairy protein. So there's people making material. <laughs> there's people making from all sorts of materials. Your normal stuff is like Delrin, nylon, yeah. Um Tortex oh, yeah. is Delton. Um nylon is the other one. Acrylic's quite common, that's your V picks and gravity and so on. And then after that you get into things like uh epoxy redden. Oh speaking of um, gravity, here we go. There you go. I've not tried a gravity that's, pick, but people go mad about them. It's one of those things, cross cast that, that material they use is cross cast acrylic, which is the stuff they use to make aquariums. <laughs> okay. And um so your man Vinnie Smith at VPix, he was he was making acrylic picks like way way back in the eighties. So the two big guys that started it off in the in the modern sense were him and Apple Franken from Chicken Picks. He makes using a kind of matte finish thermoplastic, but 
it's it's as important as unless you are a straight up fingerstyle player, it's as important as what pedals you're using or the guitar you use or your amp or whatever, because it's where everything starts from. It's that impact on the string straight away. That's why if you get a gypsy jazz guy, he's not playing using you know a point four little thin nylon Dunlop. They're using like three mils and they're almost circular because it's part of that sound. That's why shredders like going for little tiny yeah. pointy picks like, yeah. the jump, like the John Trucci's and that sort of thing. I've got one of those around here somewhere. Bonamassa goes so nuts for the Jazz 3 because it's it's our first point, point of contact with the string. Oh, so a... I've tried to collect as many as, I, as many as I physically can. That's the Andy James one? Or that's, the that's, a, that's, that's a Petrucci. That is, it's a yeah. uh, flow, oh, yeah. I think it is. Yeah, they're, they're made from they're made from Altex. Are they? Yeah. It's a, it's a bit big for me because I, I, I like that. I mean, your standard Jazz Three is more uh, more benchmark. Yeah. But I've got this uh, Heavenly Monkey as well, which was uh, donated to me. They're made of a weird yeah. material, aren't they? Those ones. I really, I really like the um, the Tagawa stuff, which is uh, that that Monkey stuff's made from Tagawa, which is. And I, it's the nut of the ivory palm tree that grows next door. And um, <laughs> it's, it's used in... It's a vegetable ivory. So it's used loads in jewellery as an ivory replacement. But it's tougher than bone. So those picks have got... They've got hardly any string noise, loads and loads of power. It's you really... Sti- any- yeah, it's like, really smooth, yeah. I mean... Yeah. Um, I feel like the... The harder than bone, we have to we have to pay mention to there. That's what oh, she oh, said. Hey, we we have to accept it because we're not exactly going to test it, are we? Well, um, I'll tell you what. If I reach in here into my wee jar of things, that there, yep. which you won't be able to see on the podcast, is that made from one of your there, teeth? That is made from the skull of one well, of my one enemies. For contrast, right? Yeah. That's cow bone. Okay. Cool. That's made by a guy in France. This one is mammoth ivory from Siberia. Do they still have mammoths there? No, this. Well, that's another one as well. So the deal with that is because of all the because of global warming, mm-hmm. a lot of the permafrost is melting out there, and all that stuff that's been buried under the ice is just poking out of the ground. So people are going up, sawing it out. So is all the gas, and that's the issue with it. But let's not get yeah. political. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, the- we've got a couple of comments. Um, uh, a funny one. Um, oh, I've spoiled the funniness of that now, haven't I? Yeah, this one's yeah. funny. Wait there, guys. Wait there. This is really this funny. really me. funny. Uh, Lee dared me to ask a question. So is mayonnaise an instrument? Sure. I mean, they, they make a, a variety of instruments, don't they? I mean, they're, they're quite premium quality, those mayonnaise. <laughs> so, yes. Mayonnaise. I know if I turn if I turn the tub upside down and go like it goes. Oh, <laughs> you didn't like that, did you? At the end, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the yeah. That's the little vacuum being created. Um, uh, Ron Persman said. Uh, Prosman said. Uh, sorry, sorry, Ron. Uh, Stevie T can be a goof, but he did a good video that went over the bizarre pick techniques. Really bummed that he didn't do a. Uh, a cover of how good the Jazz Free Sharp truly is. So they do a, a sharp version of the Jazz Free, do they? There's a lot of different versions of the Jazz Three. 
uh, the, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the Jazz 3, your classic Jazz 3 is the red one like that. Um, that's your re-red nylon jobby there. Yeah, then they did, yeah, they did the, the hard... Point. But the, the black the, ones as well, didn't they? The, the black one, so that material there, the red one, that's just straight nylon. Yeah. And then the black one is a material called Stiffo, which is just a hardened nylon. Yeah. And then so they do a prime zone one as well. So these yeah, they do a prime zone one, Voltex one, yeah. So the, the black one is the black one is stiffened nylon. It's a little bit harder sounded. They do um, black Altex as well, don't they? The, the two uh... yeah, they do a black version, uh, which is a is a, Pr- a Petrucci model now. But they do a prime tone series one, which has got oblique bevels on it. So some picks have got this. You be able? Well, I don't know if you'll be able to see it there, but basically you see yeah. it slanted at the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's slightly for right or left hand use. It's very <laughs> common in gypsy picks to go through the strings a lot easier because gypsy hand position is different from um, like how you play an electric or an acoustic. Gypsies kinda, gypsy players kind of come round almost with like a straight arm and play that way. Yeah, play from the elbow. Ele- yeah, so they're playing from the elbow whereas electric players tend to play from the wrist. Um, God, there's a lot more to yeah. this than I thought it was. Oh yeah. Exactly, it's, exactly. Is, it's like every... I'm going to be totally straight with you as soon as I, as I have chance to do so. The majority of people, when I'm talking about the pick thing, even in our trade, right? The majority of people go, oh, come on. <laughs> but the yeah. thing is, back in the 60s, when somebody rocked up with more than a fuzz and a wah, some guy would have gone, oh, come on, mate. You're going to have three pedals on there. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. It's exactly the same principle. You and still get pe- that when pe- people don't know about pedals and like you, you oh, show sure. the board. Oh, it's all your like, magic like, buttons and your thing, you know? Yeah. Um, Can you actually play but, the guitar? <laughs> no, the thing is, no, I is can't. It's, unless, like I said earlier on, unless you're a, a like, unless you're not Floor or Beck or something, right, and you're not using the pick at all, it's such a, it's, it's literally like the, the things, even guys that say to me, I'm not interested in this stuff where you're paying a tenner or five quid or 30, 40 quid for a pick, whatever. Um, they'll still say, oh, I always use these. They always yeah. use the Dunlop 73, the yellow ones, because it is important. Yeah. And I think it's, uh, I mean, obviously mine is a special case because I'm a collector as well, but I don't buy stuff I wouldn't use. So it's kind of like... Um, when I started getting into stone stuff and like playing, I got back into playing metal picks and found some really interesting metal pick makers. And it's not my preferred thing, but I can't denounce it. Somebody somewhere like like how many the six or seven hundred different versions of the big muff circuit that there are. <laughs> somebody somewhere is going. Do you know what? See that triangle over that ram's head. I'm really into that. Yeah, it's there, there's no, a little it's, bit it's more the... difference to it than that, but I, I, I agree. It's it is crazy because I, I was just thinking as you were saying, I was thinking you're a collector of picks, and then I thought, hang on a minute, yeah. both of us sitting here listening to, you, we've both just picked up a whole like variety of picks. Yeah, exactly. We've been reach, you know, we've just gone. Oh yeah, I've got a bunch here. Not like we yeah. even planned that. <laughs> you know, it's, um... well, you're you're really serious, guys. I'm at about I'm at about fifteen hundred. Um, modern wow. ones because it's well the modern stuff is what I'm interested in but vintage collectors some of the guys I've interviewed um, like a guy called Joe Macy who is like the 
like he's the he's the collector's collector with picks. He's he soared past like about sixty, seventy thousand. That is and crazy. That's that's going all the way back to like the the sort of late nineteen hundreds. Yeah, because right. the pick goes back hundreds of years. You know, back yeah, to the backers... quills that they used to use for playing the oud and, and all that sort of thing. So that's mm-hmm. technically, you know, that's what it was. It was started off as being the inner quill of a feather, and then slowly developed over time into what we've got. The picks that we use now, because this is a sort of thing that I'll go. Hmm, <laughs> that sounds like well, a great thing to do. <laughs> Thing is, I'm not like for all for all the collecting thing, and as much as picks can get expensive, the same way guitars can. Um, I'm not a snob about it. I yeah. think it's like I've met a lot of players, session guys like Aziz Ibrahim uses the Dunlop Fifty, which to me is like playing my bus ticket. But for him, that's that's what works for him. Yeah. So yeah. wrong with that, you know. That's um, but I think cool, it's, I think it's really interesting, and it, it, the the really fun thing is that we've got quite a lot of makers in the UK. Yeah, uh, guys like Hawk and Arcanum, and you know uh, Kelly Nonus and people like that. Tom Winspear. I mean, Tom Winspear uh, was able. To, he's done enough with his picks, and he does cables and strings as well. But he was able to do enough to be a, a main sponsor. He had a, a sponsor one of the stages at TechFest. Oh, nice! Because he's. You know all the all the guys that play gent John gent 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 John stuff. They're all using wind spears and Stone Age and that. So he has geared his equipment towards a certain audience because he's that sort of player. Yeah, Matt from Stone Age makes these sort of agate efforts. So that's yeah. solid stone. Um, <coughs> I've got a stone that I got a few years ago, but I got it as um, a free gift because I bought a mate a stone pick one with his name engraved on it for his birthday. Mm. Uh, and I just got a, another one as a free gift, and I thought oh, I'll keep hold of that because I'm <laughs> tight. And um, <laughs> uh, but yeah. honest, I appreciate that. Huh? But tight, but honest, which is <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he, uh, it was um, it was an interesting one. It wasn't something I'd, I'd use because. I think mainly because it was bloody expensive. And if I got used to it and thought, oh, I can't play with anything but that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's a funny thing, right? Because the, the cost thing, the two, the two things that come up quite a lot when I talk about this or when people ask me stuff about it um, tends to be, I don't want to spend money on this because it's a pick. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What it's, if a, I it's, a, it's a throwaway no, thing, just, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's almost yeah, seen as a disposable, I, isn't it? I love very intentional way a pick, but I have lost many. Yeah. Well, the thing the thing is, is like when I I worked on before before I worked where I am now, I was in Denmark Street for five years working at Windows down there. Yeah. And I spoke to a lot of guys who had left pedal boards on the train, oh. or they left the guitar in a taxi, or anything like that. You can lose how many cables have you lost at gigs? You can lose any bit of equipment anywhere. Yeah. I know the pick is easier to lose because it's small, yeah. but at the same time, if you're going to do like, I mean, I'm not talking about going into the silly, silly money, and there are obviously silly, silly money picks out there, but like, go on, indulge you, us, you, indulge us. Uh, so, how, like, how, how much? Not, 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 a, not a vintage one, but like one that you can buy on the market today. Yeah. If you want the most expensive single plectrum you can buy on the market today, it is made by Rock Hard Picks, uh, who are a division of a company called GA Aerospace. 
they make GA Aerospace make uh, night vision equipment for the military. And the guy that runs the company, Jerry, is a big <laughs> he's a big guitar player. And he has a division called Rock Hard Picks that make steel picks with a carbon diamond coating. Now they're about they're they're about twenty quid, right? Which is in the pit game is about halfway to expensive. Yeah. But they will make you a pick of solid diamond for seven thousand pounds. Well, that's that is a lot of money, yeah. And... Your serious oil cheek sort of stuff from I mean, a lot. <laughs> But I'm not going to drop seven G's on it. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you don't um, want to there's be. There's a guy out that um, Stoneworks will do you a pick of uh, reclaimed meteorite or dinosaur oh, bone. One man. Um, I've got uh, I've got like old British florins from the 1920s that have been cut into picks. I've got all sorts of crap. Like um, it's it's. I mean, the mo- the the ceiling for me is about. It depends what it is. If it's a material like the stone stuff, like the Stone Age picks now, I think are about thirty quid. Yeah. Um, but that's a pick you can use for years and years and years and years and years because they don't shatter them. I and it's you're talking about three or four mil of stone. Yeah. Um, you... But the difference it makes to the tone. Some things are just better for certain things. Like I wouldn't play an acoustic with that. But if I was going to play high gain stuff, then that'll give you a much better note separation than other materials will. It's, it's, it's the nature of the material. That's it's the same way if you get, if you get Delrin, if you get Delrin like that, that's a Mathas Junior. That's just two, it's two mil thick of uh, your normal powder coated Delrin. Once you get over about a mil and a half with Delrin, it's not polished. It gets really, really dark. So if you've got an acoustic that's particularly trebly or something like that, you can use a pick that are off fellow plectrums, Gorilla Grip XL or something, which are not expensive. They're injection molded. They're not. They're not costing piles of money. Um, it will smooth the top off the guitar and help darken it down a bit. Or if you want to get really bright, use nylon or steel or something. So, okay, that's interesting. So, so the uh, the nylon picks that we normally use, they're adding. You reckon they're, they're well? Not reckon. You telling us that they they're adding brightness to like your Les Paul in this. Well, what it's going to do is because nylon's not an especially heavy material, mm. and essentially, I was I was doing I, I did a wee run through my stuff earlier on in preparation for our chat, <laughs> and your that's your that's your Dava bit there, right? The Dava control bit mm-hmm. with the the wee bendy bit in the middle. Now these are made from nylon. This green one is made from nylon anyway. And what I noticed, putting them all side by side with stuff that I use all the time, irrespective of the thickness, is that what this will do is it's a little toppier. It's slightly dead going into the string, so you don't hear the brah that you would get if you were using... uh, You don't hear the the sharp brightness you would get if you were playing with graphite or uh, a Dunlop uh, Altex Sharp, like that new Jeff Loomis model or whatever. Um, What it's going to give you is it's going to... If you look at it as an EQ band... You're going to get a lot of sort of mids up to treble, but not loads of bass. Yeah. If you want to get really bassy, you're going to thicker celluloid or you know stuff like that. So it's it's you know that's fascinating. It's just a different thing. Does, it's, 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 it's the sorry. science that 
you know, um, the bendier a pick, the more of the energy that's going into it, it will take in the bending of that pick. So less energy that's transferred to the string. Yeah, I mean, it's it's if you think about it in this in this sense, if I, I mean, this this year the Dava is quite bendy, right? Yeah. So if I go into the string with a bendy pick, then as I'm going through the string, the pick will bend like that then flick out the other side and you get yeah. that sort of sort of sound now for example if so I was going to play it's building up this kinetic energy isn't it it's building up yeah. and then releasing okay yeah yeah if you wanted to get like a picket a picket like your sort of uh, yeah. Neil Rogers type chockety chockety thing right then playing with a 2 or 3 mil pick would be completely pointless because the amount of force that the pick gives you you can't come back the way with the same lightness of touch um, whereas if you have a pick that's completely rigid, the amount of force you have to put in is minimised. So I've had a lot of problems with my wrists over the years because I've got double jointed thumbs. Okay. So I used to play like that, and you yeah. see it in photographs quite a lot. Like when you see a close up of a guy's hand, and he's yeah, you can't, we can't, the viewers can't see your hand. Yeah, it's like a like you, you half of your thumb is yeah. bending back, like almost like thumbs, a like a crescent, like isn't it? Back, yeah. But if I use a really heavy pick, I don't have to play as hard because the pick's doing all the heavy lifting for you. It's like mm. running the it's running the PA louder so you don't have to sing as hard. Yeah. yeah. If you yeah, look yeah. at it in that. Um, and the, the, string, the string doesn't need a lot to get going. So you can play with wee rinky-dinky picks, like super, super thin ones. I did an interview with uh, Dave Martone, the Canadian shred guy, last night. And he was saying that the first pick he had was a Dunlop 0.38, which you can blow on and change the shape of. <laughs> uh, but that, the reason he got that is because he found out your man, Eddie Van Halen, when he started out playing, he was using a Dunlop 0.46, which is really, yes. really, really thin. I'm glad that you're doing this practical test. Yes. Yeah. It's, very, it's very important. Um, but you, know, you, get, you get guys going all the way up to really daft, really daft thicknesses. To me, it tops out at nine mil. Anything thicker than nine mil just feels really weird. But I've got a, a friend of mine who works for Andersons, yeah. and he won't play anything under nine mil. Okay. And he's he's got one called the Kraken, uh, made by uh, Ricky <laughs> Lepletri in France, and it is thirty three millimeters. Yeah, there was Which one joke big. There was one on um, uh, CS guitars, and I think it, I think it might have been the Kraken. It was just lo- it was essentially yeah. like a like a rock. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that just tapers down to a. I think it was a BHL one. Was it that he had? Because uh, Brock Little at BHL, Brock makes some wicked stuff, man. Like he makes the Hodor, which is this one here. This is yeah. made from. It's made from U-Pass, which is Altex with uh, glass fibre going through it. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay. So yeah, that's super, super nice. Materials. So you can get the different cores a bit like uh, the ones in Harry Potter. Yeah. Fucking Whatever hell. analogy you need to yeah. make this work, man. <laughs> You're such a nerd, Lee. Fuck me. Like, we're, we're trying to like have a level of cool here. I mean, Does, to be fair, we have been talking, talking, talking about... Like, 
to the cool thing. Your guest next vlog, man. We're, we're way past the cool thing. The one thing that I will say, which is something that I've been really very, if, if I may be serious for a moment in the words yeah, of yeah. one story, um, one of the things that I found really wonderful about it since I got since I started heavy ripping is the majority of these guys, even the big guys, like Alexis Radio, Iron Age, and um, Vinny at VPix and Epo Franken and all that, I contacted them to interview them. They were like, yeah, because nobody asks. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I bet. Yeah. Nearly every guitarist, nearly every guitarist over the last, back to the 1920s and beyond, when Dendrea standardized pick, the pick shapes in 1922, yeah. damn near every guitarist has used the pick or still does. And nobody talks about it. And the thing that's really nuts is that it is seen as it's 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 right. We're just above the pit community in terms of cool. We are just above people who talk about cabling <laughs> in terms of stuff that's sexy. And I'm yeah, totally cool. With strings as well. Strings are maybe yeah. And guys, guys, you get you know a bit string stuff. But again, that is really important. It's yeah, we we did a we did a whole podcast on it. We did, um, yeah. It was. Um, I, I, I remember saying to you, didn't I? I said to him, I, I'm, I'm not going to have much to say about this. And, and we, then we spoke... talked for like an hour and a half about it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, well, it's, it's just as important as like tension and thickness and yeah. the composition of the string. If you're playing flats or rounds, if you're playing like, you know, half rounds or if you're playing tapes or anything like that, it's more, I think it's more prescient on the bass because that really can make a massive difference because you're dealing with a much higher massive string, but it matters everywhere. Absolutely. The one really cool thing about this, that my favourite thing about it is um, the fact that the community that's built up around it, yeah, which didn't have anywhere to go before, but there just yeah. wasn't people, you know, pulling everybody together. Um, now there the is. It's a, a plectroverse, isn't it? Yeah, the plectroverse is easily the most tolerant supportive part of the musical community I've ever been in. Yeah. That's good. Because that all, good. all makers buy from each other. They all say, I've started, you know, the guys that guys that get in touch with me and say, I've started working with this material and I don't know what I'm doing with it. Who can I talk to? I say, go and talk to this guy. And that yeah. guy will say, it's like the pedal community. I can't make this. I don't know, understand what I'm doing wrong. Go and speak it, to such and such and he'll sort you out. It's so you wonderful know? when I, I, I see that every week and, and um, yeah I mean we, we talk about it quite a lot don't we about the uh, the, the British guys there's uh, we mentioned Stuart a hell, a hell of a lot but he's yeah. one of the one of these guys in the uh, in the pedal community that has time for, for anyone yeah. <laughs> I know we, we, we were making jokes that he's a cantankerous old git uh, oh, yeah, is. there is truth to that but he <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not saying he's not <laughs> yeah Underneath the arsehole, um, there is a, a heart of goals. He's, he's an absolute ledge. Um, I did want to pull it pull it back. Actually, um, you were you were mentioning um, fuck something. Yeah, I had, I had I had a beautiful point, and then my mind's just gone completely blank because I saw a flying V. <laughs> it's easy done. Uh, well, let's well, just, let's just spend it. Oh, um, yeah. So. 
you you were you were uh, saying about how like un, unsexy the, uh, the 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 plectrum talk uh, and all that is. Um, however, um, we've we've managed to to sustain about probably about half hours worth of like true like oh yeah true interest in in this chat, and I think um, uh, without like meaning to s on your d too hard. You, you are. I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> Neither am I. I'm glad you said uh, that. I'm lying. I do know what that means. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, Lee, Lee, Lee's an innocent, pictures. innocent young young chap. Thanks, uh, <laughs> uh, a lot of that comes down to your uh, your enthusiasm for the um, for the topic and your uh, your your delivery of the uh, of of the information as well. Passion, isn't it? Like, uh, it's very kind of you to say, and I do try and do that. But I think, like, one of the things that I've always, uh, and this is not to be needlessly dramatic, it's just a statement of fact. I spent a long time, most of my life, um, the 25 years I've been playing and before, being interested in stuff that nobody cares about. Yeah. And I I do care about this, and I I talk to all the people. That, yeah. And I'm not talking about like I get an email from a guy every now and again. Like I talk to most of the people in the community every day. Yeah. About you know their personal lives, or oh, I'm doing this thing with this thing, and check it out, and blah blah. And it's like mm-hmm. it's like any walk of life. It's very it's very easy for us, and it's something that I was going to mention, um, which I which I think is on the decline now, or at least I hope it is used to be a terrible um, trend in the guitar community, particularly the guitar community, to be derisive towards players online. Yeah. So, like the fake guitarist thing, right? Some guy puts up a video, he's playing, and the comments you get are... Yeah, oh, it's oh, better. How come he's doing this? Why is he using that amp? Missing the point of the exercise. It's very, very easy for us to tear each other down. Yeah, Nobody people. gets into music. Like, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm sick of saying this, but it's as, it's as true now as it was when I started playing back in the 90s. Nobody, nobody, whether they're playing covers or wedding music or originals, nobody gets into the music game because they're all right. It's somewhere for us to go and be a version of ourselves that we aspire to be, that we hope to be to other people. We spend all this time crafting these things we want to say to put them across, whether it's the heaviest, heaviest, heaviest thing, or we're doing glitchy lo-fi, you know, vaporwave or anything like that. It's a part of ourselves that we're putting across. And for somebody to take the time to admonish that for no other reason than they just want to be a smart dick online, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not, it's not, it's not something that I would go. Oh God, what bailing that guy is, whatever. It, yeah. It's just something that I understand where it's coming from, but I think it's a shame, and yeah. I wonder what that's a good point. Particularly, I, I agree. Like we, you know, I agree ninety nine point nine percent of what you just said. Apart from today, I watched that puddle of mud cover, uh, that puddle of mud <laughs> cover of the Nirvana song, and it was oh, so. Man. Oh my god! <laughs> but that, that that guy and hey, I'm not. I've we've all seen that. 
Yeah, and I'm not yeah. pretending for a second it's not like it's not like a bad time. That's like it's a it's a bad time. But yeah. at the same time, that bloke, the reason why he's like that, looking into History, a little yeah. bit of his life, yeah, he's. I'm not saying the guy's blameless, but he's had a he's had a a bit of a bumpy old sheet. Yeah. As your man Wes, whatever is it, Wes Scantlin? I want to say. Um, no, no He's had multiple arrests for being off his head and being thrown out of airports and being bankrupt and broke. And he's just really? the guy. He's got hard. Yeah, there's hardly any of that guy left. I mean, he's not. We're not in Scott Wyland territory here, but he's he's not like he's not had an easy road. And however much he's brought, however much of it he's brought on himself. Yeah. In terms of that, is kind of not irrelevant. But what you're seeing in that video is the end result of all of that. Yeah. And the yeah, comment, no, the comment section, as as entertaining as it can be, of people going, "Oh, who's this donkey?" And you know, sounds like he's trapped inside or out of something. <laughs> that's all. That's all fine, whatever. But it's it's, yeah. it's something. I, I don't know anything about that, to be honest. I, and I've not read through the comments on it. I just watched it maybe a couple of hours ago because I, I tried to avoid watching it, but then I got really bored. And um, uh, and it happened to come up on my feed, and I was just I, f- I thought people were just being rude for the sake of being rude. And I have to deal with this every day on Pedalboard to Doom. We've got rules oh, against yeah. it. You can't be rude against individuals or companies. And if you are, you're out. Simple. And it's a, um, it's, I thought uh, people I were think, just being one of those people. And then I, I kind of listened to it and thought, oh my God, no, yeah, what is this? You are justified no, it's here. Pretty, yeah. It's great. I, mean, I, I, I did speak to a couple of people um, who do similar moderation stuff to yourself. Um, I was talking to Matt Stone Age about um, things that Brian that runs um, Modern Guitarist. Okay. And he said that. If it, he's not against people having discussions. Yeah. But if somebody's just, if someone's just going out of their way to be unkind, then they just get papped. Which yeah. I think is, which is, which is totally fair. If you're going to, if you're going to cross the line, if you're going to d- go out of your way to be that unkind to somebody, yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to be, you have to accept the repercussions of that. Absolutely. Yeah, we've been doing it for so long now. We can, you, you know, yeah, the yeah, topics yeah. that pop up and they, uh, they, they cause a big argument. And um, I had this a couple of days ago um, uh, about, I, I shared about Pink Floyd, who are um, sh- sharing a new, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, a new, not a new, sorry, they're sharing a, a, an out, uh, a gig. <laughs> yeah. I can't say this. They're sharing a gig every Friday. Yeah. And it's one of my most shared posts. I've got over 200 shares on it. Um, yeah. So it was really, really popular. And then someone put up about the um, anti-Semitism of, um, you know, that's surrounded, um, what's his name? Uh, Roger Waters. Yeah, Roger Waters. Uh, and... Um, I had to take the post down and I felt bad about it because the guy was coming from a good place. I just knew it was going to kick off a whole yeah. shitstorm. Um, and That's you just the danger of it. Yeah. The problem is it's, it's not to not to get a little not to get too off topic here, but we're talking about the same sort of thing. The problem with internet culture is that uh, and it's why I don't use Twitter, although the account, although heavy repping has a Twitter, 
It's just posts from Instagram because I'm not going to get into it. I'm yeah. not going to get into people. And it's the one thing, it's the one thing I was really worried about when I started doing YouTube, um, which is that it's very cool to, or perceived as cool to go on the comments section and say something mean to yeah. somebody, yeah. especially given... The commenter. Yeah. But I have to say, touch wood, <laughs> so far, I've had a couple of, I have had a, a couple of people give me a bad time um, but in those instances, uh, I've talked to them. Yeah. Yeah. I do a lot of, and uh, then it's, it's, it's a case of saying, life. I don't go in with the sort of, Oh, you think you're the big man. Cause that's, it's, it's yeah, just a yeah. waste of time. But yeah. you do say like, I had a guy going off about my, it's like, the, <laughs> I keep thinking about Ryan Burke. Um, he's, he's, that, yeah, he's, that Ryan Burke handles he's, trolls. He's quality. Is, yeah. He says like, "Oh, you can't play." He's like, "Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah." No, yeah, it's good that you've noticed <laughs> that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that. Um, but if if somebody if somebody does that, then it's the best the best course of action really is to say, "Okay, yeah," because it's it's not something you can stop. And I I don't want to. I I think I've only ever removed a comment once from heavy repping and the reason was because it was a kid who's a regular in the guitar shop and he was just he was just shooting his mouth off about nothing because he doesn't he doesn't get the fact like he's like 16 whatever and he doesn't get the fact that it's like a kind of not a business account but it's do you know what i mean yeah it's professional Um, it's a professional thing and that's why that's why on in videos and reviews and all that sort of stuff I never crap on anybody's work. Yeah, of course. Because yeah. somebody out there is going to dig it. It's, it's, and, yeah. If but even, even, if you're even, when something is, even when something is actually bad, and I have, I have played picks that are just, they're just not good. They don't work. Yeah. You know? some, there's some good to be found in it somewhere. Um, and it's not for, you know, I'm only one guy with one opinion. Yeah, so I always take all the stuff that I get down to the shop and say, you know, yeah. there's a whole bunch of different players in there. And I say, right, you guys all test this. No yeah. preface. Here's the thing. Yeah. Tell me what you think. Yeah. And I know that guys have different skin types, so they're not going to get on with certain grips. I know that certain guys prefer, you know, one of our techs yeah. is absolutely wet. So it was the Dario um, Nil Pros, which are the their little green nylon jazzy equivalents. That's okay. his thing. And then I took down I took down some of the Hawk stuff and I gave him a Hawk Ivoroid Jazz 3 to try. Yeah. And he tried it out and he was like, oh, okay. And then he went back to the picky bin using them and went, oh. <laughs> Where's all my paper gone? And I said, well, it's not the same material. So now he has a problem. Yeah, he was so happy before you did that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, it's, it's like anything, man. Like, you know, you get your, you get your guitar that you're really, really into. Yeah. And everybody said, oh, I really, really like this, but I have this because of this, and I have this because of this. And um, that's why I think the custom building thing is wicked. I finally got a guitar. The guitar I use in all my videos, uh, the Odessa. Yes, yes. I got yeah. that made like a couple of years ago. And it's it's for, it's it's not, I didn't want something that was a Swiss Army knife. I wanted something that did what I wanted it to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what I use it for. There's lots of stuff it can't do, like single coil sounds, but I don't use them, so... 
Oh man, all I ever use, pretty much. <laughs> Single coils. Yeah, yeah, I am a. Oh, they've got. Listen, they've got their place. I've got a Strat over there, and I've got like um, I've got a baritone of this. I come in that's got a P90 in the neck, and I mean that's that's know. a great choice. I do like a P90. Um, but mm. yeah, oh, mini humbucker in the bridge, man. Mini humbucker's the great unsung pickup with the guitar one. I'm really not keen on mixing mixing pickup types. So it's um, it's something that bothered me so much. Uh, she sold my my old uh, Mexican Strat. Lucky enough, I've got a Japanese one anyway. But um, and that's only yeah. it had a single coil sized humbucker, didn't it? It did. It was the uh, little fifty nine. Uh, just see oh, yeah. Duncan. It's nice bet- pickup. Barely even a difference, and yeah. I just, I just don't Ooh. like. I like a guitar Ooh. to do what it does, um, which is kind of what you were saying. But um, that said, when my my Les Paul here, I got the, um, I, I had the. Um, oh, you got taps in it. Yeah, I had the Jimmy Page um, uh, stuff done to it, so yeah. everything taps on it, and um, I've had it set up so. In, in the middle position, it's out of phase as standard, and then I have oh, to nice. tap it out of that. Um, and I've got the blow switch on it as well, so that's pretty cool. I really like it like that. But I wanted that so I could play. If I'm gigging, I can use that as my main guitar and get through loads of different songs and I have to keep swapping guitars out, you know. But, um, but what the nice thing about that is I had um, some guys who were really cool, uh, really good at pick with pickups um, do the job. And it came back, uh, they rewound some of the pickups, well, both of them actually, and they sounded better than they did before in humbucker mode as well. Yeah. So, yeah, so I was um, really, really pleased with that. Because sometimes when you start tapping things, it doesn't sound quite the same after. Well, it's, it's, that, it's that whole thing where we're in that water. It's that whole, like, four-conductor, two-conductor thing. And yeah. I, think the, I think the two-conductor stuff, when you have a humbucker that's just, Totally straight with no taps. Yeah, it's, and this this is not a bear in mind. This is not a better or worse thing. This is just a, a thing. But the tapped tapped humbuckers don't hit. There's some there's something missing in the hardness of it. I'm not yeah. saying you can't get a meaty sound out of it. That would be an utterly stupid thing to say. But like having a two conductor humbucker, it's just got a bit more. The fist is a little bit more closed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was there was something weird about this uh, this particular Les Paul when uh, when it came to me. It had three fifty pots in it. So when I changed them, uh, I think it was the STS ones. We put a five hundred uh, K pots in as well, and, yeah. and different um, caps in there, and everything. The whole whole lot was redone, and it just sounds so much more open compared to what it did. It sounded really compressed before. Yeah, I know it just sounds really wide open, really punchy, really powerful. Uh, I love it. So I don't know what happened to it, but as it stands at the moment, I'm really happy with it. Yeah. So I'm not going to mess with it. No, the pots do make a huge difference. It's like having mm-hmm. good... Like I remember switching out um, on a pedal point of view. I used to use those Fender... Because um, you just get what, what's like whatever's in the shop you're working in, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I used those Fender uh, patch leads. Yeah, yeah. And oh, then right. the big... You know the ones with the, the extra long coax that you can't bend at the end? Mm. And it's just fighting you every step of the way. And then I got um I got a, a bunch of we started carrying EBS patches. Mm. Uh like the wee flat ones. And um, Yeah, exactly like that. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah. You, you ain't doing much with that. Then yeah. I started using um I started using these. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the flat dish EBS ones with the, the wee lightning bolts in the back. And it was more like it wasn't one of those I've switched from an AC thirty to Tone Master things, but it, everything just kinda went Yeah. And just opened up more. And I know this I I haven't tried any solderless stuff. Like the um sort of um pedal packs. Make your own job. Yeah, the pedal patch ones. And, yeah, these uh, are and pedal the, patch ones actually. They're, they're um shit hot. They really are really good. Yeah, they are. Well your man um do you get do you guys know Andy from Andy Burkett from Break the Machine. Oh yeah, yeah. So Andy's I've used to write and all of Andy's articles for his website. Okay. And he's been telling me about switching out my leads for the the ones that he does. Uh, not the ones that he does, but the the guy that he gets his from. Uh, practical uh, patch? Is it no? I want to say it's pedal it. patch. Yeah, you know, you know the guy I'm talking to, but he, yeah. he's he's been, he's been telling me about it, and he's, I should switch him out and all that. But yeah. Andy doesn't use a pick, so he <laughs> <laughs> can't trust him. It's not like Andy's a deal nice. breaker thing, but you know, he's uh, nice you, Andy, you can't actually, trust the man. Oh uh, yeah, he's, he's a lovely guy, and uh, it was really cool to and yourself as well. <clears throat> it was really cool to to meet him at the Birmingham show. Indeed, indeed. Uh, that was the first time I'd met him in person. I'd only ever spoken to him over the phone and by email. So it was really cool to, to meet him. Um, and he gave me a copy of Sun's Life Metal. Oh, man. I, th- I was listening to that when uh, when they brought out the pedal. I thought I should have a listen to this. And uh, it was really good. Yeah. I was really, good, Mate, really happy with it. Genuinely, I, I started listening. It was because of Sun that I got into... Um, so a bit of a weird way around, but it's because of Sun I got into black metal, and of which I remain a fan. But I went to see them. Sun aren't black metal, though, are they? No, but it's the sound of it, like how, like the air, the really, really early stuff, like the Grimrope demos and Double Avoid, but it's all everything's just cold and kind of absent sounding. Do you think? Do you um, think that? Um, because I, I feel. Oh yeah. It gives me different vibes. I, I know we're completely going off sub topic now, but it, I, I get it. Almost sounds to me, you know, when you listen to Gregarian chants. I, I think I might be saying yeah. that wrong. Gregarian chants, um, but you know, it's that kind of warm feeling. It's mm. like that, but the metal version of it. Well, when they did, I, I agree with you to a certain extent. <laughs> I can hear I you laughing. <laughs> I would say that to this at this point in time, like from. From when they did stuff like Oracle and Dom Kirk and onwards, mm. uh, and the record they did with Boris, um, not Johnson. I think there's a, I think there's a lot to be said for that. Uh, but their their really really early stuff, which is just guitars and nothing, um, it's got it's not it's not so much the warmth of the sound. It's more like this. It's got a kind of eerie quality to it okay. and when I, I I saw them I seen them a couple of times and the first time I saw them it was in a in Oran Moor which is a converted church in Glasgow and spot on that was that was dead on the money it, like it was yeah. it was loud man I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie but the, because it's in a big stone structure that absorbed a lot of the sound 
They do say that they're bloody and loud. And a lot of people. The second take... time, mate. I've seen some stuff, right? <laughs> but the second time, Jesus, like it would. I can't. I'm trying to think what it was. The best way I can describe it. It was like um, my mate Gav was there. He used to work for an audio. He had, he had like shotgun ear. He's a big Mogwai fan, and he had the big shotgun ear defender thing done with plugs underneath and 10 minutes in he just took him off and he looked around at me and went but uh, two days I couldn't hear two days and it was it was like bone splinteringly vaporizingly loud they were oh, running man. they ran four model T's at full chat each and four SVT 400s each for the guitar they, they are not going to be able to hear past their 50s. There's just no way. Not a bean. It's not, <laughs> and the thing is, they had, um, this is post-Black One, so they'd had Attila from Mayhem doing the vocals for them. And then he went back to Mayhem, and they got Scott Connor uh, from Zaster to do the vocals for them on that tour. Honestly, I don't thing know these people. I thought you meant that they had Attila from the front, you know, the people who like you buy the ticket from. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they what? Yeah. yeah. Just anyone. Well, like, would you mind just, singing yeah. for us tonight? Yeah, just just Jan, front desk on vocals, yeah. Just 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 make it up, yeah. It's I mean it's inaudible anyway, so No one could fucking hear you. Don't worry. Just yes, yeah. crack on with it. <laughs> it's just it, ridiculous. I think partly because the room was like it was an ABC2 in Glasgow. So normally when you go into a venue, right, it's like this. And you've got your Ooh. you get your stage at one end of a, a, a rectangular room. And then it kind of gets, it's the room's longer than it is wide. The ABC2 right, is yeah. the opposite of that. <laughs> so okay. imagine, imagine the room is like this shape, like a, like a long rectangle. Yeah. But the stage yeah. is side facing. Yeah, on one of the, the long sides of the rectangle. Yeah, and oh, there was nowhere okay. for the sound to go. It was just going back and forth like that. Yeah. There was no way of getting around it. Like, it, it, honest to God. You know I what you signed up for. Now you've got to deal with it until it's finished. It's like a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you are in this. It was this... like an hour and a half. An hour and a half of that. And I remember going out to the chippy. It was in Sucky Hall Street in Glasgow. I remember coming out of the venue and going across the road to the chippy. Mm-hmm. And everyone who'd been at the gig was just going, oh. I'd still say though I'd still say if you get irrespective of anything if you get a chance to go and see him just go and do it because it's like nothing else there's no yeah. drums there's no like tunes or that it's just it's more of a ritual than a gig yeah yeah and it's yeah. not I wouldn't I wouldn't pretend it's everybody and I'd you know I liked them a lot in my twenties, but at the same time, there's nothing else like that. It's like being—it's like being disintegrated. You have to send me some links to some of the albums that you think uh, stand out because uh, so far I've only listened to um, the the last one uh, or the one that was related to it. So we called it um, Life Something. That Life Metal. Life Metal. Yeah. Yeah. So the best, um, the best thing to listen to is uh, go and listen to Black One. Black One. Black one or white one. White one. There's a the the first track is like this big long poem by Julian Cope. 
Uh, it's called My Wall, and it's it's the wonderful, wonderful experience. It's great. Cool. That's really cool. One um, the office property. We, we've been going for some time now, and um, I wanted to see if we could answer at least those questions that uh, people came up with, because they did go to the... Um, yeah. To the lengths of uh, asking them. Let me just see if I... I'll put them up on my phone. Um, but do you guys mind if we do that? Is that cool? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, okay. Cool. All right. Okay. Uh, speak amongst yourselves while I find... Of course, find yeah. This. <clears throat> dun, 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 All right. Okay. So... Where is Watford? Said Andrew Bimson. Um, Watford is just below the north. Okay. Um, is there any sense in using a switcher to switch select between four mini boards because you have too much time on your hands and watch too much sixty cycle hum? Yes. Sure. Next yep. question. Yeah, I think that's a that's a resounding yes. <laughs> if you can. Yeah. Yeah. If you can. When in Rome. <laughs> Uh, what is the best looper to Velcro to the front of your board to keep hobbits from asking you how much how you tap dance to reach the pedal? So, what what is the best looper switcher? Um, there's two two ways of looking at this, in my opinion. You've got the ESA and the G2. Right? If you want to be able to do parallel switching, which is something I wanted, then go for the ES8. If you want a few more loops, so you want to be able to have up to 10 loops, go for the G2. There is, from what I've heard from people, there is marginally, uh, speak for me, Adam. Margarine. 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 Margarine, yeah. Why don't you come on over, Margarine? (laughs) Marginally better tone through the G2, but it's not really noticeable. Not great uh, either way. I thought you was going to say. No, no, no. They're both fantastic. <laughs> they are absolutely bang on. The switches. You could do all the switching with the G2. Um, MIDI on both of them. MIDI apparently is very easy to use on the G2 and can be a little bit confusing at first on the ES8, but there's a lot of more menus on the ES8. Um, but there's no like screen on the G2. So so that they're the two best ones. Um at the sort of price point that you you want to be going at, really, I think anything past that, if you're a pro, cool. If you're not, then you know there's no point. Yeah, EHX switchblade. There we go. That's pointless. <laughs> it's just, a, it's just a, <laughs> it's a waste of time. Sorry, <laughs> it, it, it's it's like one of those, you know, the, the, just like the it's an AB boy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, bright onions and these sort of things. It's like a fan- it's like one of them dressed up as a G two, and they, <laughs> they are great for what they do. But you can get them a lot cheaper and taking up a lot less space. Well, uh, than a than a switchblade. <laughs> the switchblade is literally just an AB way. I'm just taking the piss. Oh, sorry, sorry. I thought you meant the. What is, <laughs> do you know the one that looks like the G two that um, that EXH brought out? I, I I do not know. Oh, the Loop Commander or something like that, weren't it? That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I assume that's it. But yeah, that that was crap. Okay, okay. It's, it's wonderful that we've put that to bed. Have we got any, any more questions here? Or we'll wrap it up. Yeah, we do. What is the airspeed velocity of a swallow? It does depend on whether it's carrying a coconut or not. Um, 
Okay. What is the high power of question tonight? I have to say. <laughs> I've had a great one, mate. A lot of these are our friends taking the piss. Um, Richard Norton, who makes, who from Alder and Ash, he makes my wonderful pedal board, and many like it. Um, what is the speed of dark? What Should I trust the next fart? Why can't why <laughs> can't they use the whole standard based on type one A supernova? And other standard candles, right? So from the from the top, um, should I? Uh, what's the speed of dark? Uh, well, there's no speed of dark. Cause speed of light is is the measurement. Dark is the absence of absence of. I'm gonna go with two pi r squared. Uh, so, yep, yeah, it's sure. fifty four meters per second. I would say forty two, to be honest. Well, there we go. So that's that. Should I trust the next part? It's always a gamble. There are no winners. Um, <laughs> if you are concerned, then no. <laughs> yeah. If you're asking this question, it's already too late. If the question has arisen, it is too late. <laughs> yeah. Make your way to the nearest exit. That's it. Okay. Do you, to, do you want me to ask this one again about the Hubble standard base type on Type 1A Supernova or other standard candles? So why can't they unify the Hubble standard based on Type 1A supernova and other standard candles? Four candles? Four candles. Question <laughs> <laughs> mark. We've had a follow-up question to the airspeed velocity of a swallow, uh, African or European swallow. Again, it does totally depend on the type of coconut they are carrying at the time. Indeed, indeed. And that is that is a wonderful place for which to wrap up this this rather oh I've just hit the hit the mic. You can you'll get like a springy reverb sound through that in the uh, in the on the podcast. Um where am I? What am I doing? Um before we do our full wrap up, we've got our Patreon Patreon shout outs. We've had a couple in the uh, in the in the chat today, we've had Doug Christ, we've had Andrea Bimson. Uh, so those are two of our patronizers. Uh, we've got uh, Adam Yeomans, who, if you listen to a podcast tomorrow, you will be able to hear him in the podcast because he he can, came on for a little chat. Can I jump in and say I'm really looking forward to listening to that after meeting Adam and talking to him about pedals and that sort of thing. I'm I'm really quite interested in, interested to uh, see what he comes out with on that. Yeah, I mean. As I was editing the podcast, I got five minutes in, and there were like there were four or pretty big uh, things because uh, I was I, I WhatsApped him at the time. Um, if if I had the chance, I'd I'd go back through the WhatsApp and and tell you those those four points. But we've we've talked so much since about his chef tone stuff um, that I wouldn't be able to find it. But it's it's absolutely hilarious. It like it like, within the first five minutes, there is like at least a handful of quotable moments. So, yes, do listen to it. Uh, so, I was I was doing the the Patreons here, and you've you've thrown me off my stride. Sorry. Uh, um, so we've got Bimson, Bimson, Andrew Bimson. We've got Adam Yeomans. We've got Doug Christ. We have got uh, John Richardson of uh, Everything Joseph fame. Uh, we've got. Max John Gibbons of the Y Mag podcast. Uh, go listen cool. to them if you haven't already. Um, with Marcus Deluxe as well. He's uh, he's also one of Hello. those. He's a dude. Indeed. Indeed. 
it's positive rather than just being men mm-hmm. to qualify. And uh, our final patroniser is Mr. Hugh G. Rection. Um, <laughs> I think it might be a pseudonym. Uh, so if you want to get your, your name read out as well. What, you say that every week, and if it's not, you're going to be in for it. Well, if, if, yeah, <laughs> get, get, get an angry letter from Hugh Rection. I don't want. An, I've had to part with this all my life. Yeah, I don't want. <laughs> I don't want an angry Hugh Rection heading my way. So, um, <laughs> I do apologise. Um, yeah, for for as little as two dollars a month, you can get your name read out on the podcast as well. Uh, head over to patreon.com slash fret talk, and you can find out the the tiers and all of the, the awesome stuff that you get with that. Um, John Tron, do you want to do some some heavy repping right now of your stuff? I would love to. Thank you very much. Um, firstly, I just want to say thanks very much for having me on. Uh, no, thank you. Genuinely very kind of you, and uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed myself. So, so thank it- you. Um, if you want to find out anything about uh, the Pletroverse and heavy repping as a whole, you can go to heavyrepping.com where there's interviews with the makers and artists and science behind picks and everything else. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Heavy Repping, and I post every single day, um, whether it's a video or you know just pictures of picks or whatever. And if you get any questions at all, please do feel free to hit me up. I'm more than happy to answer questions or send you to the person that can answer the question. So thanks very much for having me on. Indeed. Um, it was a blast. I've got to say, like... Like being from the the outside of of heavy repping, when I when I first found out about it, I thought there is no way that I am going to give a shit about this. Um, <laughs> these are I, I was I was very much one of those one of those people. Oh, it's a plectrum. You your your just your stuff has made me give a shit, which is amazing. <laughs> so so thank you, thank you for that. You've you've turned turned my head on. Onto the importance of plectrums and the, and the plectroverse. So that's off to you. Oh, thank you very much, mate. Um, if it has you, not been a waste of life. Indeed. Yep. If you, yeah, it will be on your be on your headstone. That will. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you want to, if, if you want to catch uh, us online, I mean, we're we're pretty much live in in whatever groups you need to be part of right now. Uh, so that was Pedalboards of Doom, uh, the Fret Talk podcast. Uh, Pedalboards of Doom has got its own page now, has it? Uh, you say? Oh, it has. That's how I comment on the group with um, with Pedalboards of Doom name. You are actually a member of the page. You should notice. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I have uh, something I, I want to um, shout out quickly. Go on then. Um, which is, I want to say thank you for Tonepedia for helping us with um, sponsoring us um, so we can do these uh, streams off to everyone else, uh, all the different pages and, and whatnot. Yeah, I, I'd, I would like to give a virtual high five to, to Tonepedia. On the podcast, this will sound awesome. <laughs> You've just done exactly what I was <laughs> going to do. Um, live, I mean, it, it ruins the illusion, but here we go. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> And I, I, I want to let you know of a new feature they've added this week because it's pretty cool. It's something we've got had loads of requests about. And we've worked really, really hard on it, and um, now finally we release it this week. You can now share 
your favorite players so if you find if you get like a group of pedals together that you want and you think oh these sound wicked you can now share it with a little share button we've put on there which doesn't sound like much but it's been a lot of work because the, the website is so complicated yeah so now that's all up and running and if it if you have any issues with it let me know asap so we can get it all sorted but we have tested it thoroughly so yeah yeah that's really really cool and we also did um the Gojira um, Octave Generator today. Gojira. <laughs> Gojira. Gojira. Oh, um, dear. I love that pedal. I use it. Um, I use it all the time. It's been a mainstay on my board for ages, and uh, we've um, we've just released it this week. So go and check it out. It's really, really cool. Lovely. Um, I think I, I haven't repped myself yet, so it's Budget Pedal Chap. Um, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. All that good stuff. And Lee, you are pedal boards of doom at pretty much anything that moves. Um, <laughs> yeah, you could say that. <laughs> so um, so let's, let's wrap this podcast up officially now. So it will be... Well, let's, let's wrap up the live cast, but listeners, you're going to get the extra bonus, hopefully, of a bad joke. Indeed. And if you want to hear that bad joke, come and listen to our podcast uh, later on, viewers. That's it, yeah. Don't just skip to the end. No, that's cheating. No. Yeah, you have to listen to the that's... whole hour and a half again. That's it, yeah. Uh, right, so from myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap, that is me. From Lee, who will never let me just end a fucking podcast. <laughs> uh, and uh, from our special guest, Mr. John Transavidson of Heavy Repping. Say bye, John. Rep hard, rep heavy, and I shall see you soon. Thanks for having me. Well, that's a little more than I asked for, but yeah, I'll, I'll allow it. Just this do once. Again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do a retake of this. Uh, so, yeah, from us all, it will be a tatty bye and good night for this week. To the beat. Bye bye, all. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Um, I was going to tell you a joke about construction, but it isn't finished. Uh, he did ask for bad jokes, right? No, he's supposed to be bad. Did you hear about what happened to the paper shop? No. It blew away. Oh. <laughs> that is the exact sound that you, <laughs> that you, that you make when you, when you smell someone's fart. <laughs> no, no. <laughs>